0: Whether you see it or not, everything you do already today that you are in a routine of performing is taking up holy space in your life. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. There's a common saying in India, said in Hindi, when it's time to eat food, or to describe when a person sits down for their meal. The way we say it is bait puja. Peit is stomach and puja is prayer. So it literally translates to stomach prayer. When it is time to eat, it is a time to pray to our stomachs. Regular time dedicated, as if built into our life, which it is, which must be spent dedicated in praying to our stomach. And if I thought about this even more, not to digress too far from my original reason for recording this, but it's almost as if all of us ultimately do everything in life, like work, earn money, deal with discomfort, leave our house every day. In a sense, it all boils down to survival first and foremost. This is most and easily directly seen in poorer countries where people literally live hand to mouth and... How hard they work today determines how much food is on the table today. What they catch is what they eat. So essentially, everything they do is related to their ability to be able to then be able to pray to their stomach. And obviously, the more you grow past survival, it becomes more than just that, but you still are not free from the bodily demands of a human. So back to my original point, which is the physical act of taking the time allotted to do something. Is referred to as a prayer in this regard it was praying to your stomach but let's extend the metaphor into some literal parallels the word karma which is pronounced karma or karam is often thought simply as what goes around comes around a universal debt of sort that needs to be paid or rebalanced and i think we speed past the seed of the deed that begins this whole virtuous cycle in the first place. The way I always hear it in my head when my mother used to use the word karma or karam in my life is always tied to an action. It brings up the image of my hands to me. It's like saying, what do I do with these is what my karma, karam is. And you don't have to worry about what comes back to you then. If what you do with your two hands on a daily basis is of high standing, and that's not just a morality conversation either. There's also a conversation about diligence, about pursuit, about what you reach for, and then about what you do with what you hold in your hands, and then also about what you are willing to let go and make peace and make place for more. Your karam tied directly to the actions your hands are taking. If you Mind that what comes back as what we think of karma as will take care of itself. Really it is karma, karma, karam, all the same things, which is the actual doings, the deeds of your hands, that is the prayer in itself. Anything you do with them is a form of prayer. Anytime you put them into the service of something, it is a form of worship. And how much you extend them and expend them and use them will determine the size and care of your sowed seeds. Not that I ever recommend worrying about what you reap. If you just worry about the sowing, the reaping takes care of itself. And little secret, it's actually the only way to keep reaping. Again, not that you should do it for that, but it is the detachment from the reaping that brings the reaping. Because you just sow, diligently. I then thought about the connection to our Willingness to sit down and use our hands in prayer to service the stomach because it is literally a physical demand our body puts on us. We have to eat. We have to drink. We have to sleep. We have to go to the bathroom. Our hands automatically work in service to these because if they didn't, we would literally die. So then I thought, if we can be called to prayer like this on demand, what is it? That is also being demanded of us. That requires equal level of reverence or respect to be paid. The things that are also being demanded of us. That are not as obvious to see as bodily functions. And then I also thought about what demands must we voluntarily put on ourselves and view that as a prayer in order to advance. In order to be called to it, compelled to it daily. In order for it to contribute to the expansion of our survival. What else can we call a prayer? I don't know, just food for thought. Whether you see it or not, everything you do already today that you are in a routine of performing is taking up holy space in your life. It is a form of prayer and just the expense of time it costs your life. And if you view the small probability of human life as the blessing that it is, then Time is nothing but just that blessing broken up into measurable increments you can easily count on a clock or a calendar. These are just man-made tools to quantify a miracle. So if you view it as such, you will recognize the idols you have been worshipping your whole life. Everything that takes up your time is being worshipped. You just want to ensure that you have as few of false idols as possible. Ones that don't contribute to your survival or its expansion. Entertainment or other distractions such as your phone, video games, TV, YouTube, smoking. Every 10 minute cigarette break is a prayer. Every time you go do it, same as when you take your lunch break, you are saying it is time for me to pray to my cigarette. It is time for me to pray to my video games or to pray to my and feed my distractions. And some things you have to starve. Ironically, I've eaten one meal a day for 10 to 15 years. Way before it was cool and had a fad name like intermittent fasting, I ate one meal a day and I just called it being busy and not having the time to sit down and eat. Because I eat slowly and because I'm hyper-present when I'm eating to what I'm eating and savor and enjoy every bite, I have this built-in connection with food that has long recognized the prayer that it is. I started working 40, 50, 60 hours a week at 16 years old. And by the time I was in college... And went to night classes, I was leaving my office or the field around 5 p.m. to make it to my classes at 6 30 p.m. until 10 p.m. and to then finally get home around 10 30 and sit down for a meal. So just out of sheer practicality, how long it takes me to eat, I could not pray to that multiple times a day because there are other things that needed my prayer. So for some people, While they pray to their stomachs two to three times a day, I starve mine. So I have the space to pray to the other things that are on my plate. And then just by chance, I found over the years that I'm sharper when I am in a fasted state. So that kicks out the conversation about grabbing a quick bite. It would literally slow me down while literally taking me away from the other places that require my actionable prayer, my intention to be evoked. So like I am willing to starve my bodily function. To a degree. It is only a reasonable thing to consider what else is it that is taking up my available prayer space, the time in my life, in my day, that needs to be starved and fasted from, in a way to have my devotion be directed elsewhere. What else could you be doing in 10-minute breaks if you stopped praying to the cigarette? You can pick up a guitar for 10 minutes each hour and be quite proficient in a year. You can pray to your creativity. So there really is nothing out of sight if you direct your prayers deliberately, if we have the intention with our invocation. Everything you do with those hands is a prayer. And the feet pray too. It's worth asking yourself then, am I praying for the right things, to the right things? Does this deserve my devotion? Am I being purposeful? conscious, aware? Am I intentional with my invocation? I love you, family. Stay true, always. I'll see you on the next show.